Welcome to our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast. This podcast series is sponsored by the Marquette Forum with support from Marquette University's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion and the Haggerty Museum of Art. It's an extension of a Marquette University mural project to highlight and uplift diverse women-identified individuals whose images and contributions have been systematically made invisible. The artist, Mauricio Ramirez, used photographs of BIPOC women associated with Marquette as inspiration for the images in the mural. The Our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast preserves the stories of female-identifying students, faculty, staff, and alumni who've used their gifts to make a meaningful impact on others, especially those who remain unsung heroes. I'm your host, Sheena Carey, from the Diedrich College of Communication. Joining us today is Yasmin Atta, senior in the College of Nursing, set to graduate this May. Thank you for agreeing to share your story with us today, Yasmin. What is the story you want to share? Thank you so much for having me. I am super honored to be here, and I would like to share the story of my Marquette journey. So how do you identify? I identify as a Palestinian-American and Muslim woman. And where do you come from? Milwaukee-wise, I've always lived in the suburbs of Milwaukee. That's where I was born and raised specifically in Glendale, if anyone is familiar with Bayshore Mall, but my parents and my grandparents come from Palestine. Okay, thank you. I know your Palestinian identity is important to you. How has that identity informed the choices that you've made in terms of the journey that you're on? From a young age, my parents and my grandparents have always instilled in me to be proud of who I am, proud of where I come from. Even my grandma, ever since we were children, she would always teach us to stand up for yourselves, even taught us how to defend ourselves if for some reason that ever would be necessary. And so keeping in mind the struggles that Palestinians have faced from myself to my own family to just the Palestinian people as a whole, I feel a responsibility to speak up for our rights and to speak up for the rights of anyone who is oppressed. And that has really, really guided me in my journey, especially within the past three years as a college student. So how has your Palestinian identity impacted your Marquette journey? So a big way that being Palestinian has kind of come into play at Marquette is through an organization I'm involved in called SJP, Students for Justice in Palestine. And you will find SJPs on various college chapters all across North America. And it's a way to not only raise awareness about the Palestinian struggle, but also be able to just talk about our culture and celebrate our culture. Being a student here as well, I've been able to talk to people about what it means to be Palestinian and the struggles that we face and the struggles that my family faces overseas. And That has been incredible to just see the response and see the support that I do receive. Being able to educate people about the ethnic cleansing, the genocide, living under apartheid, it's shocking, but it really wakes people up to what is going on because a lot of people just don't hear the Palestinian story. And a lot of times it is also actively hidden. So tell me a little bit about your story in terms of your experiences as a student of color in the College of Nursing here at Marquette. Within the College of Nursing, you are definitely surrounded by a lot of white students. And there are also a lot of white faculty and staff as well. I realized my junior year that the imposter syndrome had started to kind of kick in and it kind of came to a surprise once it really hit me. And what I came to realize is when you are surrounded by faculty, as much as you will look up to them and appreciate them, if they do not look like you or if you do not see yourself in your faculty and staff, you will start to lose your sense of confidence simply because of who you are. It kind of hit me slowly. It kind of came in subconsciously. But once I realized that, I came to really appreciate the importance of diversity. And I think the College of Nursing has definitely made an effort to make their students of color feel comfortable. 
We recently had kind of like a Teams call where diverse students could come and speak about their experiences. There were five of us and one student who was not of color, one white student. And with the population of students in the College of Nursing, it just made the five of us wonder, where is the allyship? Do you really care about hearing our experiences and hearing our voices? So it was just kind of a shock to see the level of attendance that there was at that event. But as I mentioned, I do think the College of Nursing genuinely wants to take the steps to move forward. It will take time to increase the level of diversity amongst the faculty. And I think it will take an even longer time to instill that importance in students who may not understand why students of color value being seen. And I think for those students as well, it's important to know that even if you are a white student, to have a faculty member who is someone of color allows you to have a more diverse experience and be exposed to more perspectives. So I think hopefully those steps will be implemented in future years. What about your experiences as a Muslim woman on a Jesuit campus? My experience has actually been pretty amazing overall. I'm happy to say that I have never had any explicitly negative experiences in either behavior or in rhetoric. Generally, it's been the contrary, where people will actually feel comfortable asking me questions, asking me about my experience as quote-unquote visibly Muslim woman because I do wear the hijab. And I'm someone who is always open to answering questions. I do believe that there is a misconception that Muslim women who wear the hijab are superior to those who do not or that we are of some higher ranking, but that is absolutely not the case at all. My values in Islam and my values as a person would be the same regardless of what I'm wearing, whether it's fasting in Ramadan, whether it's taking a break during my clinical rotations to go pray. That's something that has just been instilled in me from a young age. And so it has been great, though, to just be able to represent Islam just from walking on campus and be able to educate people when they do ask questions. In what ways does the theme of the mural project resonate for you? I absolutely love the theme. And I think it just comes down to the fact that our bonds really are tied in our roots. I have found this myself through the friends that I have made on Marquette's campus over the years. I consider them as my sisters. And that's where our roots come in, where we may have different backgrounds. We are of different faiths, of different cultures. But the bottom line is our values and how we see the world. And that's allowed me to form some pretty deep relationships. And these are connections that I'm going to value for life. I remember when I first saw the email that was sent of the final mural picture, my jaw dropped when I saw Ghadir, who is the woman who wears the hijab in the mural, because we are not usually represented in that way on such a large, prominent scale. And it made me feel incredibly proud. It made me feel so happy that Mauricio had made this choice. And I actually got the opportunity to participate in the community paint day. And when I came in, Mauricio actually led me to the section that had Ghadir on it. And so I was able to kind of paint part of her picture, which you can imagine is symbolic in more than one way. So it's been incredible. And Ghadir also happens to be Palestinian as well. So that was a cool aspect too. What role has vulnerability played in the journey that you're on? Very heavily. (laughs) That is for sure. In more than one way, actually. In freshman year, my freshman year, I struggled a lot with my mental health. And I found that vulnerability is really the key that's going to open the door and make you feel safe and make you feel comfortable. So much of it depends on turning to people who you trust. And I'm grateful to have a very, very strong circle of people who I'm able to turn to and who are always willing to help. But I do believe from that experience and from 
other experiences as well in my Marquette journey that you cannot be successful without vulnerability. It's just part of the process. It's part of the journey. In another realm as well, I actually chose nursing for that very reason. I had a surgery several years ago in which I was in the hospital for about a week. I was 12 years old and the care of the nurses that were around me was incredible. And I distinctly remember thinking, this is what I want to do. And now in practice, whether in clinicals or at work, I am treating people in their most vulnerable states. So it really is a sense of coming full circle and just being there for people in their most vulnerable moments. Have you thought about teaching? I have actually. So before choosing nursing, I had a variety of ideas in terms of what I wanted to do. I have a huge interest in art. I took an interior design class in high school, absolutely loved it. There was a point where I said I will be an interior designer, I will go into architecture. But ultimately, a career in healthcare is what pulled me. That is what gave me the feeling that this is what I want to do for life. Do I still have the opportunity open to teach in the future? Absolutely. That is the cool thing about nursing that you can move on to so many different realms. And so it's definitely on my radar. Okay, excellent. Because can you imagine the power of a student walking into class and seeing that her or his instructor is a woman, a Muslim woman wearing a hijab? Absolutely. And I feel that way sometimes in clinical rotations too. Simply stepping into the room, you are seeing someone who you may not have seen before. And for many people, it just gives them that sense of comfort, which is an amazing feeling. Who are the women of color that serve as inspiration for you? There are two women that come to mind. One of them is Noura Harakat, and she is a Palestinian-American legal scholar and human rights attorney. She is always speaking up about Palestine and writing various pieces that I'm always looking into and reading just to learn more from her. And I respect her so much for her activism, and I look up to her and learn from her on a daily basis. Another person, her name is Balkis Abdul Qadir, and she was a former D1 athlete who actually was the first Muslim woman in her division within the NCAA to wear a hijab. She had a legal battle with the International Basketball Federation in which she fought for four years to remove their restriction on wearing a religious head covering, and she ended up winning that battle. I follow her on social media, and one thing that she will say every once in a while is the quote, stay prayed up. And that's super important to me because prayer is a very important tenet within Islam. And just seeing that reminder from someone who may not be a scholar or someone who has like an extensive educational background in Islam, she's just an everyday person, just like the rest of us, but she still emphasizes the importance of prayer and turning to God. And that's something that's super inspiring to me. How do you hope to impact other women of color or other Muslim women? A phrase that I like to keep in mind for myself is simply keep going. And if I could instill that in others, that would be a form of success for me. I don't mean it in the sense of keep going to the point where you are tired out or burned out or you feel like you cannot take a break because breaks are absolutely necessary for mental and physical health. I mean it in the sense of your journey is a mountain and there are going to be many obstacles along the way. Keep going. You will get there. It's so much about self-discipline and knowing your own self. I firmly believe in looking up to others and learning from their own accomplishments. But I think one thing that I have learned through Marquette and living on campus for the past few years is the importance of just relying on yourself and being able to be that person where you can say, hey, like I'm proud of what I did. Or, okay, there's a lot to improve on in this area. Let's see what we can do. 
What obstacles or challenges do you anticipate as you move forward professionally that Marquette has helped prepare you for? Or very simply, what are the ways in which you feel Marquette has prepared you for continuing the journey that you've undertaken? I would say that in terms of self-worth, Marquette has definitely played a big role. If I look back to who I was as a freshman, to where I am now as a senior, the difference is incredible. Marquette has been able to equip me with being able to find my voice. And I think it's something that I've always had, especially in high school and just growing up. I've always been exposed to a variety of different backgrounds and different perspectives. But coming to Marquette, you're officially enrolled in university, you expose to different perspectives on a much, much larger scale. This is where I found that I belong. I love waking up every morning and going to class and then heading to meetings and being involved in a variety of different things. And people have asked, how do you do it all? My answer is, I don't know. (laughs) But when you are passionate about so many different things, you make it work. And with my Marquette experience, I know that these four years are something I will not be able to get back. So I might as well take advantage of what I have and move forward in that way. And I think professionally moving forward in my career, Marquette has prepared me not only within the College of Nursing to be an incredible Marquette nurse, but also just to be proud of who I am, to stand up for my rights and to not back down. Why did you choose Marquette? So this is kind of an interesting story. Marquette was definitely on my radar. I wanted to be close to home. I actually was strongly considering UW-Madison at first, and I had applied there and gotten accepted. And then I was informed about a program called the Burke Scholars Program. I ended up applying and getting accepted. And what this program does is it instills and emphasizes a sense of service in your community, specifically within Milwaukee. Without this scholarship, I don't think I would have such a sense of value towards service in your own local community. And it's something, especially as a senior, that I have actively been thinking about following graduation. How am I going to serve Milwaukee with everything that it has given me? Growing up around Milwaukee, I've been raised in the suburbs throughout my whole life. But it was from coming to Marquette where I realized what Milwaukee truly is and the challenges confronting so many of its communities. Eventually, Marquette became my home. My dad actually graduated from Marquette Law School, so it's kind of cool to be here as well. And even as a Catholic Jesuit institution, the values that have been instilled through the university are similar to many of my own, either personally or religiously as well. So it's great to be able to have that connection and to thrive in an environment that accepts me for who I am. So Yasmin, what are your hopes for the future? So in terms of Marquette, I really hope that the university makes a stronger commitment to listening to its students of color. When students of color do voice our concerns, which I would argue are extremely valid, And when these concerns are not listened to, it only reinforces many students' perception of administration that they are not listening to us and they do not care about what we have to say. This only amplifies that power disparity that we feel between students and administration. And I think this is a huge step that Marquette needs to take in order to make us feel like we truly do belong here and that we truly are accepted amongst all students who go to Marquette. In terms of my own future, I hope to simply improve as a person. This is something, again, as I mentioned, with living on campus, as cliche as it sounds, once you live on your own, you truly do learn who you are. And improving as a person is a consistent goal that I'm working on. Of course, there are always ups and downs, but it's a constant struggle. And then in terms of nursing, definitely just seeing where things take me. I'm working in an intensive care unit right now. And as I mentioned, teaching might be in the cards for the future. We'll see. Final thoughts. What would you like our community to know about you and your journey? 
I would say that there is definitely more to it than meets the eye. There has been so much growth. And as I mentioned earlier, my state as a freshman compared to where I am now is incredibly different. I think if my high school self were to look at where I am now, she would still recognize me, of course, but I think she would be surprised in many good ways about how I have changed and how I have grown and how my outlook has changed just related to our own community and the world around us and how I hope to take action in those ways. I also hope, again, to just make myself a better person and hopefully be able to serve as a role model to others who are trying to do the same and maybe struggling. Thank you so much, Yasmin Atta, for joining us today and sharing your story. Your story stands as a testament to the amazing stories in our community yet to be uncovered. Our roots say that we're sisters podcast and the mural project seek to make these stories visible. Again, thanks to our sponsor, the Marquette Forum, Marquette's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion, and the Haggerty Museum of Art for your support for this project.